Excellent. Excellent. I've just got a, a real message on my heart that I just want to share with you this morning, and I hope that it, uh, it really does help you to uh, uh, just see life in a different way. It comes out of Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, and I'll read it out of the, the Passion Translation. It says this, This is how Jesus, God's anointed one, was born. His mother, Mary, had promised Joseph to be his wife, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a good man, full of integrity, and uh, he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife, because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son and you'll, uh, you'll name him Saviour or Jesus for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened so that what the Lord spoke through the prophet would come true. Listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She will be, give birth to a son and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. When, Jesus, sorry, when Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary, his wife, but they refrained from having sex until she gave birth to her son, whom they named Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word this morning. I pray that this word helps people to realize something about life. I thank you that your purpose and your plans are higher than ours, and I ask you, Lord, to speak through me in a way that people can clearly understand what it is you're saying into them and the encouragement that you want to bring to their lives this morning. In the wonderful name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. I really do hope that this morning's message is something that uh, helps you to see life a little differently. When things don't go our way, that when what we've planned didn't pan out. And it's likely some of you are going through some things that you didn't plan this morning. It's, uh, here's a bit of a, 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 an insight into whether you are a planner or not. If by July you had all your Christmas shopping done, it's likely that you're a planner. Okay. <laughs> If by this morning you still haven't got it done and you're in a flap, it's likely that you're not a planner, okay? Just a little sort of like insight into that. So many of us may have started this year with some plans in mind of how we thought that this, this year was going to turn out. However, we find ourselves at this end of the year and things haven't panned out like you thought that they would. Things are different than what you had in your mind or in your heart to do. We didn't plan to be job hunting, to be separated maybe, or to have a medical issue or an empty chair at the table. We didn't plan on saying what we said, we didn't plan on doing what we did, and we didn't plan on losing who perhaps we lost. Sometimes a change of plans can actually rattle our faith, and this morning I want to bring some encouragement to us. This is Christmas, so I want to talk about this in terms of the Christmas story. And I'm going to ask you for a little bit of creative license this morning, okay? Uh, I, I want you to imagine that what isn't recorded might have happened. It, it, it might have looked this way, okay? So we've got Mary. She's a teenaged girl. She goes out to the Wednesday night student ministry at the local synagogue. And there's a 19-year-old leader at this, this student ministry thing. Everyone calls him Joseph, but... She calls him Joey. <laughs> Joey's funny. He's engaging. He's passionate and just a little bit cute. 
Not only is he interesting, he's charismatic, he's confident, and he has a job. He makes furniture for a living. More importantly, Mary sees in Joey that he believes that the Messiah is going to come. She can see the passion that he has for God all over his face. Joey loves God. They go on dates together to the Nazareth Cake and Coffee Cafe. He buys her flowers. He's her dreamboat. And then one day, it actually happens. He gets down on one knee and he pops the big question and asks Mary to marry him. Some of the other girls and the other folks that she knows, they fool around, but not Mary and Joseph. See, they've got a plan. They've got a plan. See, their plan is that they're going to stay committed to God. They're going to save themselves for each other. And they're going to get married. And in two years' time, they're going to raise a family, start a family. They're going to have a boy and a girl. See, they've, they've got a plan. Okay? So they're going to build a home together. And Mary plans to stay home with the kids and look after the kids. And Joseph plans to build his business and, and looks towards building and opening his own store. But then in just two verses, it all hits the fan. Things fall apart. And it's just like the plans that they had are dead in the water. You see, in these two verses we've read already, it says, Joseph, the, uh, this is how Joseph, uh, Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But the marriage took place, uh, before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. See, there's this, this, everything just gets blown apart. See, an angel from God comes and he tells Mary, you're going to have a baby, Mary. And Mary thinks Joseph is going to be excited. So she goes to Joseph and she says, Joseph, Joey, I'm pregnant and the Holy Spirit did it. Joseph is devastated. He's embarrassed. He's humiliated. He doesn't see that this is a good thing or something to be excited about. He's already made a non-refundable deposit at the Mount Moriah Marriage Chapel. (laughs) Invitations have even gone out. How's he going to tell his parents? How's he going to tell his mates? What seems worse and and, and even greater than the, the public humiliation is the personal feeling of betrayal that he has. He trusted her. He loved her, and they'd planned to spend the rest of their lives together, but now what? He didn't want to hurt Mary or have Mary punished in any way, so Joseph did the, what he thought would be the honourable thing. He was going to quietly break off any association with Mary. Can we imagine Mary for a moment? She didn't do anything wrong, not a thing wrong. They were doing everything wrong. Right. But now she's pregnant. She's all alone. Perhaps she's had a bit of a breakdown. See, this isn't how she planned it. This isn't how Joseph had planned this. Mary said yes to God. And now Joseph doesn't want anything to do with her anymore. Everything's going so horrible. What, you know, what are people going to think? Imagine the rumors that they're going to talk about. This isn't what she had planned. And this is maybe where some of us may be this morning. 
This may be the place that we find ourselves in this morning. We've been doing everything right, but this isn't how I planned it. We've been trying to provide maybe a a great Christmas, but the car breaks down or the hot water service breaks down. It busts in a a pipe or or something like that or something goes wrong somehow and all of a sudden the budget that you had for Christmas is being eaten up by the repairs and you can't do what you'd planned to do for Christmas. Maybe you, 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 you positioned yourself in a new job. It was looking like you know, you'd, you'd investigated, you'd done all that you reasonably and, and you know, like what could have done possibly to, to check this out. But you know, you, you're in this job now and you're doing great, you're doing hard work and your bosses are seeing that. But then the company downsizes and they've got a policy. Last on, first off. In other words, you were the last person to be hired and all of a sudden you find yourself out of a job because you were the last person that was hired. So you're the first to go because they're protecting their loyalty of their long-term employees. Maybe you're in a relationship problem. You know, at the start of your marriage or your relationship, you said, this is until death do we part. We're in this for the long haul. But all of a sudden you find yourself fighting. You find yourself not seeing the best in your partner, your spouse any longer. And it's just not how you planned your relationship to be. Maybe you've raised the kids as best as you possibly could. You, you made sure that they went to Sunday school. You made sure that they were involved in the youth. You made sure that you did everything that you possibly could to give them values, to give them integrity, to model what a great relationship looks like, to do what life should do. But they are in such a rebellious state today. This is not how you planned for your kids to grow up. You didn't ask for migraines. You didn't battle on pla- you know, plan on battling depression. You didn't plan on losing your job. You didn't plan on getting injured, hurt, or sick. And this isn't what you wanted. This is, it's not how you plan things. And you don't understand what's gone wrong. Well, here's my encouragement to you this morning. You don't have to understand the plan to understand that, you know, to, to trust God in the purpose. In other words, you don't have to understand the plan to trust God has a purpose. God's got a purpose. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What's the plan? Trust my purpose. That's the plan. Trust my purpose. See, Mary and Joseph's plans are wrecked, but now what? In verses 20 to 21 of our passage, it says, Joseph considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her has conceived, been conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. And catch this, for he will save his people from their sins. Wait a minute, what? Joseph said, what? God, you're doing something in the middle of this mess? God, you've got a purpose in this pain? See, God says to Mary and to Joseph, I know It doesn't feel good right now. But I'm asking you to trust that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts and my purposes are higher than your plans. Sometimes God's greatest invitations feel like our worst interruptions. God often interrupts our plans with his purpose. 
See, like Pastor Steve McCracken said last September, he came and he spoke to us about sometimes we find ourselves arguing with, the, with God and agreeing with the devil instead of agreeing with God and arguing with the devil. Sometimes we're just fighting, finding ourselves fighting with God and you know we don't need to fight with God. We need to partner together with God. Paul Cooley has given a powerful testimony here this year of his uh, circumstance with his shoulders and his employment. He'd been praying a long time for a better job, better pay, and better working conditions. He's had bad shoulders, I mean really bad shoulders, for a long time. It was aggravated by the physically demanding work that he had done in his workplace. He'd had prayer, but he didn't get healed. Then he he went down the surgery track. He had surgery. And as a part of that surgery, he returned back to work and was placed on light duties. He could no longer do the physically demanding work. So his, his employers, his supervisors, put him into an office and gave him office work to do. Paul set himself about doing that office work. And the bosses saw him working in the office. He excelled in doing the tasks that they assigned to him. So much so that they actually created a position for him and promoted him, gave him a pay rise. He's now not doing the physically demanding work that he, he used to do and is finding himself actually thriving and flourishing in his workplace today. See, he didn't plan. His plan didn't include having sore shoulders and, and having physically demanding work so that he had to go down the surgery. That wasn't his plan. Praise God it wasn't his plan because he find himself now in the purpose of God, shining in his workplace. See, the plans I had for my life didn't include the suicide of my mum or being raped or the other stuff that happens in life. That wasn't my plan. But God's got a purpose in it. God often interrupts our plan with his purpose. The time comes, Mary needs to give birth. Instead of a nice home birth with a midwife, they end up traveling on a donkey. There's no hotels available. And by the way, it's Joey's fault. Joey's in trouble because he didn't go on to uh, Travalgo.com or Hotels.com and make a booking. Mary says to him, statewide blackout and no internet? I don't think so. (laughs) Baby Jesus is born. But the king wants him dead. So they go on the run. This isn't how they had it planned. And this all happens right throughout Jesus' life. Right up to the cross. See, Mary, the girl who three decades earlier has said yes to God, looks at her son on the cross. He's stripped naked and he doesn't even look like a person. This isn't how they had it planned. Jesus is suffering and she hears Jesus say, Father, forgive them. And then she hears what she thinks are the very last words that Jesus will ever speak. He says, into your hands I commit my soul. And then Mary watches him die. Jesus is gone. Mary says, this isn't how I had it planned. We don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. This morning, you don't have to understand the plan to realize and to trust that God has a purpose. See, the whole Christmas story 
No one could have planned this. But God became a man, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born wrapped in what they called swaddling clothes. These are the same types of clothes to prepare people for burial. It was actually foreshadowing. The Savior was to, uh, born to die and would rise again. See, Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose. And I want to tell you this morning that we are that purpose. You and I are that purpose. The people in our community are that purpose. So if you've had a change of plans this year, then I want to encourage you today. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Can we stand this morning? just want to pray for people this morning. So I just ask you, maybe close your eyes, bow your head, just adopt an attitude of, of prayer. This morning, um, maybe that's your circumstance. That's where you find yourself. You didn't plan how things have, have turned out this year. You didn't see what was going on. And you've just been really struggling to, to find any sort of semblance of sanity, of purpose, or anything this morning. And maybe you've had your faith shaken and rattled a little bit. And you're wondering whether God's real, whether he actually cares about what you're going through. I'm here to tell you this morning that he does. And he sent me to tell you to trust his purpose. This morning, if you've been struggling in that, if you've been just going through this, this whole thing this year and you find yourself at the, the end of this year, it is not how you thought it was going to plan out. And you just want someone to pray for you this morning. Can I ask you to put your hand up? I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just put your hand up nice and tall. Thank you. Any others? Don't want to miss out. God knows your heart. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these people who find themselves at this end of the year and things aren't how they thought that they would be. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you bring your peace? Would you bring your peace? Would you bring your peace? In the name of Jesus, I ask you to bring your peace. Holy Spirit, you are the comforter. And I pray for your peace and your comfort to come now. I pray, Lord, that you'd descend upon these people to bring a rest and a calm and a supernatural peace to their minds, their hearts and their spirits in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, for a breakthrough. I dare to believe for a breakthrough. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray, Lord God, for new ways, new things to be born in them today that they would start to see that how you've, you've brought them to this place. And maybe we can't see what's, what's going on, but we trust you, Lord. Father, I pray that people would start to trust you with a greater fervency, lean into you with a greater tenacity, a greater level of strength and hope. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray, release your anointing upon these fantastic people today. Thank you, Father. Just while every head's bowed, one of the greatest things that you could ever do is to give your life to Jesus. I don't know everybody here. I don't know where you are in life. I don't know where you are in the journey with God.
but I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning. I believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. He is the hope of the world. He is the hope of the world. I know what life was like before Christ, and I know what my life has been like with Christ. Have all the problems and, and the issues and the heartaches of my life stopped because I gave my heart to Jesus? No. But I never had anyone I could lean on and trust like I do now because of Jesus. I never had anyone that I could actually say, you know what? He's been there right throughout, thick and thin. I know that I would be dead without Jesus. And maybe you don't know that. You don't know that peace. You don't know that comfort, that strength. You don't know what it's, you know, the ability to be able to get up continually after you keep, continue to be knocked down through life. It's so hard to do it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own this morning. You don't have to do it on your own this morning. You could have someone who is supernatural, living on the inside to bring hope, words of guidance and strength at just the right moment, to bring people across your path that you never thought you'd actually encounter. Outrageous acts of kindness would happen. If you want to give your heart to Jesus this morning, you've never done it before. You've never invited Jesus into your heart, but this morning you're saying, yeah, I want to do this. I'm going to ask you right now, put your hand up, I want to pray for you. Is there anyone here this morning, you just want to say yes to Jesus for the very first time? Anyone all? just stick your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it. Father, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your comfort. Father, bless your people today. Thank you. Amen. On behalf of Jane and myself and the leadership team of Infused Church, we want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, a safe, prosperous, and totally amazing 2017. God bless you. Have a great, great day. And... Uh, We'll see you next Sunday. God bless. Thank you.